have a little discussion. So the first thing I want to tell you is later today from 3 to 4 Eastern Time, we will have a call. It's the same dial-in and PIN number as you use for this call. Um, Phil Schneider is going to be our featured speaker on that call, and he's going to talk about um, a couple of tools that can work with Hazus, uh, the integrated rapid visual screening tool, uh, the owner's performance requirement tool, and the urban blast tool. And uh, there are two things for you to download so that you're prepared for those calls, and they're on the usehazus.com website on the Hug Call page. Um, one is just a presentation for the call, and the other one gives you some information about how you can uh, receive those tools. The other thing to note with that, uh, with downloading each of those, uh, is there's a webinar announcement, and I encourage you to take a look at that, and the webinar is tomorrow, which will cover more on those tools, and I'm sure Phil can um, give us more information uh, actually, Jamie, I'll be uh, covering the first of those three. The, okay. The other two require other presenters. But All they, right. They will be covered on the webinar tomorrow. I'm going to give the, the introduction to the first one. Okay. But the, okay. the first one is is more related to uh, uh, to Hazus and and the uh, and what the Hazus hugs are doing. Terrific. Thank you very much. I also want to mention that Phil came forward with this idea, which I truly appreciate. It is not easy, as we all know, to find speakers on our calls, and he came forward saying, I want to talk about this. So I really appreciate it, Phil. Thank you. Anytime. All right. The next thing to know is that February 28th is the date for our national calls for next month. And they'll be at the same time, 1 to 2 Eastern Time, and then 3 to 4 Eastern Time. And the topic-specific call for next month, we're going to hear from a representative from each of the three uh, developer groups talking about Hazus 2.1, what's new, and um, if you have any questions, that will be your opportunity to ask them what they put together in this new release. And um, it's really a good opportunity to ask them questions. They're not always... Available on these calls, so I hope you take advantage of that and save that date. Okay, I've got a couple other um, calls to let you know about. I mentioned the uh, webinar for tomorrow regarding uh, the tools that Phil's going to talk about. Also, tomorrow, um, the risk assessment user group that's up in Canada has a call from 1:30 to 2:30 Eastern Time. Um, people are always welcome to do that call as well. On um, February 8th, the HERC, the Higher Education Resources Consortium, has a call, and the dial and, and PIN numbers are the same as for this call. Then, uh, also in February, the Canada Hug has a call on um, February 15th at 1.30 Eastern Time. And then I did mention to you, again, that national calls are on the 28th of February. And coming up in March, just to um, save the date, the uh, Northeastern Hazus User Group is having an in-person meeting from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, in Region 1 in Boston on March 8th, and everybody is welcome to attend that, and you'll be receiving some more information about it. And I also um, found out through 
uh, Chris on the Florida Hub that the Florida Floodplain Managers Association, which is having a meeting um, from the 28th to the 30th of March, they're going to have a hazardous um, track. And I'm sure he can give us more information about that in just a little bit. I wanted to also bring to your attention some trainings that are coming up. Uh, March 22nd to 23rd, uh, the Idaho Hug is hosting a training, and it's not an EMI certified training, um, but there is space available. So if you wanted to um, contact uh, the Idaho Hug, you can have more information about that. And EMI has openings in four courses in the near future. Uh, the Hazards for Disaster Operations course, which is February 13th through the 16th. There are still five spaces available in that. The um, April 2nd through 5th Basic Hazards course has four openings. The Hazards for Floodplain Managers course in, also in April has openings. And RTAS for Emergency Managers in April, April 30th to May 3rd, that has two openings. So if you're interested in... Um, any of these courses at EMI, I encourage you to move on that pretty quickly. All right. Um, anybody have a question about all these different calls and activities that we have coming up? Okay, just interrupt me if I'm speeding along too quickly for you. Uh, one thing I wanted to make you aware of, I think I sent an email to you, but I just wanted to mention it to you again. I did create this calendar, Hazus Activities at a Glance, put it on the Youth Hazus website. And so as I hear of different um, trainings or um, conferences that will include Hazus in some way, I'm putting them all on this calendar. And I'm personally proud that I figured out how to create it and embed it in the website. Took a little doing. But um, I know it's been helpful for me to just have things at a glance, so I hope it's helpful to you, and hopefully it'll help you with scheduling things so you make sure not to bump into other um, conferences at the same time. We do encourage users to join um, many user groups, so that's available for you as well. All right. Any questions so far or thoughts? Okay. Um, I'm sure everybody's curious and wondering, but Hazus 2.1 is just about ready for release, which is nice. We should see it this month. Um, it should be, my understanding is that it'll be ready sometime even next week. Um, but then there's a little delay between when it's actually finished with the build and when we can actually all receive it. So I would say that by the end of the month, you should be able to not only order it, but have it actually delivered. So. Uh, you'll order it the same way you have in the past through the MAP Service Center, and we'll make sure all this information is available on FEMA.gov. Um, I'll put some of it up on Youth Hazards, and we'll do um, a gov delivery blast, and it, it will be very accessible to you. Obviously, the biggest change for 2.1 that people have been talking about is that it is 64-bit compatible. I've got some of the specs here. Does anybody have any questions about it? Okay. Good. I'm not going to leave too much room for questions because if we get stuck in the weeds, I'll get lost. All right. So that's the scoop with 2.1. Um, other thing to know is we've got the next issue of the Hazus Hot Zone coming out very shortly. That's going to feature. Um, 
how Hazus was used for Hurricane Irene, specifically at the Pacific Disaster Center, and how the Northeast States Emergency Consortium, NESEC, used it as well for Hurricane Irene. So I hope you'll um, get a look at that when it comes out. It should be just in the next couple weeks. The other thing to know is um, the Hazus for Floodplain Managers course, which is new, um, I told you there's space in that. It will be described in detail in the hot zone. Um, and also give some information about the tsunami model which is being developed. So uh, I encourage you again to look at the hot zone when it comes out. And if you've got um, ideas of something you'd like to see in the hot zone, then by all means let us know. As a member of the outreach team, I can tell you that we're really here to meet your needs. And we're hoping that all of these um, materials that we produce you use not only just personally so you find out what's going on, but that you're sharing them with your user groups, with your um, user community. So if there's something you'd like to have in hand, then always let us know that. All right. Thoughts or questions on that? James Great. Is okay, go ahead. Uh, way, way back in your announcement, you had uh, a story about training in Idaho. Yeah. And I was looking on their site to find the date, but it's not there. Could you repeat it? The date is March 22nd to the 23rd. The exact details of it, the training, I don't have. I was on their conference call, and they sort of quickly mentioned it yesterday. Um, but I've sent in a request to have some more information. So as I get that, I will forward that on to you. Hey, Tammy, I can answer that. This is Ryan. I'm the CTP for okay. Idaho, and I'm coordinating that training with Kelly, um, Kelly Stone. Okay. So um, the course is going to be offered with our local partners at the 80 County Public Safety Building. It's the EOC for the county, the largest county in Idaho. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do um, an Idaho has us overview course that's two days. It is not an EMI certified course, so the credit would not be uh, available for the local floodplain managers and the local GIS community. Uh, we're going to be updating the um, the region data using CDMS in the local area using local data, and um, I think it's going to be a fantastic event. And I know that I have about 12 people already signed up. So, uh, any other questions? How many people can you take in the class? The Ada City County Emergency Management, ACM, they are going to be hosting the event at the um, EOC. And I don't know how large the room is. I think I've been in there once before, so we might be able to take up to 30. But okay. that also introduces another challenge for me because I have to make sure that everyone that shows up has a laptop equipped with ARC 9.3 for MR5 or ARC 10 for 2.0. And I'd really like to get 2.1 on the deck if we can. So. Yeah, by the end of March, you should be able to. But I don't think that that's going to be a problem. All right, other questions for Ryan about the training? Uh, or if, if I could get Ryan's uh, contact information, that would be good, and then I could connect. Maybe it's on their site. It is. I'm the second one down on the left. You know, the contact info. Ryan McDaniel, CTV. Great. Thanks, Ryan.
Alright, is there anybody else on the call where I didn't get your name? Okay. Alright, um, the next thing on my list is to announce the user of the year for the 2011 fourth quarter. And this person, who I'm sure you'll be able to guess in a moment, is our first international winner. Um, so, on behalf of FEMA and the outreach team, I'd like to say congratulations to Bert Struick. He's on the phone. You are our fourth quarter winner. And Bert is, uh, works with the Natural Resources Canada and ARCAN. And I'll just read a little bit of what it says on his award because I think it's really well well deserved and I want to share it with you. Um, Bert has been a lead contributor in building knowledge transfer and capability for use of HAZUS in Canada. He has attended several annual HAZUS conferences and coordinates both a Canadian HAZUS user group and a risk assessment users group, connecting HAZUS and risk assessment users across Canada and with the Washington HAZUS user group. Bert was instrumental in the August 2011 signing of the Canadian-United States Agreement to share HAZUS methodology, materials, and outreach between the two countries. He's connecting the two countries through the CANHUG and Risk Assessment User Group Initiative, which helps improve cross-border modeling of natural hazards. He hosts teleconferences for each group monthly and assists with the maintenance of um, the website on the youthhazus.com website. He has extensive experience in developing and leading multidisciplinary and multi-jurisdictional projects. He has over 10 years of experience in contributions to National Resource Canada's program policy and managed NRCAN's National Natural Hazards and Emergency Response Program. He's an adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University's Earth Sciences Department and Center for Natural Hazards Research. He specializes in land use policy and geological hazard risk reduction, and has a background in geological tectonics and mapping of Canada's western mountains. Prior to his involvement with HAZUS, Bert was the manager for the Natural Hazards Program at NRCAN. He's currently working on developing a collaborative land use guide for Canadian communities using outputs and knowledge from HAZUS. He sits on the Canadian Risk and Hazards Network Board and is one of the key organizers for this um, Network 2012 Symposium to be held in Vancouver. Bert will host the Canadian Hazus User Group's meeting at this year's symposium. And again, FEMA is proud to present you, Bert, with this award and certificate. So congratulations and thank you so much for all of the work that you do. I truly appreciate it. Um, and you'll be receiving your award and certificate in person, um, hopefully in the near future. I'm working with Nikki on that. Good job, Bert. Thank really, you very much, Amy. You're welcome. The award doesn't say enough because, really, Bert has just taken this user group um, concept and run with it, and he's, you know, running two calls a month with guest speakers, and he's doing a fantastic job, and um, really, we're we're lucky to have him on board. All right. Um, Margaret, can you talk a little bit about the new outreach flyers and the ESRI training courses? Sure. Um, first of all, I'll tell everybody that we have new outreach flyers instead of an entire 
actually with them. We now have four that have combined all the information. One on training, um, one on just an overview of HADVIS, one on the hubs, and then one on using HADVIS. Um, the hub flyer has an updated map on it, and we actually have um, the Minnesota hub on there, the Idaho hub on there. So it's pretty up to date. Um, we've had a lot of growth in the in the last year. So those four flyers are available, and I will have them posted on the web in probably the next week or so. And if any of you need access to them before then, just let myself or Jamie know. Um, also, I know that there's been some chatter about this on some of our smaller group calls, but Esri has some courses that will be available um, more than they've had in the past, and the price has gone up. Their online courses, they're $32 instead of 29 However, there are at least two that are free. And out of these courses, if you take them, they will qualify for a basic hazards course that would be taken at EMI. Um, so that you didn't have to go to EMI, so they would be the equivalent, basically. So those are some new things that are going on as far as outreach, and if you have any questions, you can just let us know. Great. Margaret, thank you. Does anybody have some questions about either the flyers or the training courses? All right. Um, well, the next well, thing... Excuse Go ahead, Ed. Me, Jamie, Ed Leachman. I have a question because I have a class this semester in college, and we're taking all six of those courses. So, how do my students get that basic? Do they have to submit something to? Oh, as in, how do they get the the equivalent of it yeah. for basic hazards? Yeah. Um, if you if you uh, get the, do they print out something at the end of the course? Yeah. You, yeah, you can print out that, that you passed the course. Uh, if you get those together and then you send them to Phil Moore at okay. EMI, then he'll qualify as the okay. basic. Great. Okay. And do you have his okay. contact information, Ed? Well, I have all the information it's, about Esri. I don't about. Well, this, if you send it, Phil Moore is just Philip with one L dot Moore at DHS dot gov. Okay. Okay, yeah, I can get it. Margaret, okay. this is Kevin in Indianapolis. Just one more point of clarification for Ed. Those courses, when you submit that email to Phil Moore, who has a course manager at EMI, you will get qualified for having taken the basic HAZIS course only for the HAZIS trained professional and practitioner certificates. EMI will not issue you a certificate, though, aside from those. So you won't get an EMI certificate for having completed the 313 course. Okay. But you will get credit for the two HAVIS program certificates. Okay, great. Thanks, Kevin. That's you a good clarification. All right. Other questions about the courses and the flyers? Okay. Um, one, I have two things to mention to you. Um, one is in working with Paul Moy to put together the um, Region 1 HAVIS um, conference that we're going to do there, our plan is to show the Hazards for Decision Makers uh, video, which is one of the ESRI courses, um, 
And I think that it's a, a pretty good presentation for you to use if you need to give an introduction to um, what is Hazus. So if you're looking for something, that is available. It is free. Um, I know frequently I get questions saying, like, is there something where you could explain it? Do you have some PowerPoint slides? This has that put together. I know we're working on a brand new PowerPoint to talk about um, Hazus. But I think that what's, what's here in this video is really good, and you can download it from Esri. It's also on YouTube, um, and I even put a link to the YouTube one right on the Youth Hazus website. So um, I encourage you to look at that. Kevin, do you want to say anything about that since you're the feature? Uh, sounds great, Jamie. Thank you. Covered it well. Okay. Thank you. All right, before we um, do a bit of a round robin, I wanted to ask you, we had spoken in the past about doing um, some tutorial sessions, and I think we had mentioned that the surge model would be a good place to start, and I just wanted to get a, a little more information, feedback from all of you. Do you still want to start with surge? What else do you want to learn about in a tutorial? And how do you envision that working? Is it something that happens in 10 minutes? Is it an hour long? Give me some feedback about it so I can move forward with putting it together. Do you mean like a webinar type tutorial? It, it can be, yes. We had just talked about um, it, a I don't know if it was last month or the month before, we've sort of been playing with this idea that um, we would take some time on national calls. I'm figuring it would probably be the topic-specific calls, not just the leadership call, where we do sort of a refresher on a specific part of HAZIS um, in case people had a question or wanted a little bit of a review. So I'm curious what you want to start with. I think you had said the surge model um, last time we spoke. Definitely any interest in the Florida hubs. They're dying to learn about the surge. Okay. And how do you envision that kind of tutorial going? Should it be just a, a webinar? Should it be something where presentations handed out ahead of time? Should people have to do a little assignment on their own? And then we talk about it. What would work best? I think people are pretty conducive to the webinar concept. Um, okay. I think if you have them do it by themselves, we're going to have all the issues with everybody having their different versions of houses. Right. Everybody's going to write a hard copy for some degree for backup, but right. then you get a preferred webinar. Okay. All right. Anybody else with some thoughts about this? Uh, uh, Jamie, it's for, uh, I, I like what was just said, um, and if, uh, if you continue your... Uh, program of recording it so that um, there would not only be an audio of it but there could there would you, you capture the webinar right um, to go with it as a sort of a YouTubian thing that would be awesome okay we can definitely do that 
Did somebody else just join our call? Yeah, Vince, I've been on about 10 minutes. Hi, Jamie. Hi, thanks for coming, Vince. Anybody else on that's new? Miro uh, Nasca from Quebec City. Great. Anyone else? Okay. All right, other thoughts about the tutorials? Um, now we're thinking we're going to do a webinar. We're going to record it. We're going to start with the search model. What else would you like to learn about? Or is there a specific part of search that we should cover? Should it just be in general? Give me some feedback. I'm not a hands-on user. What What does the user community need? All right, you're going to end up leaving it up to me. <laughs> no complaining later. You may benefit from no. services. Please ask us today for the geriatric Centro Médico Metropolitano ofrece muchos servicios, incluyendo para ayudar a nuestros pacientes mayores a enfrentar el proceso de envejecimiento. Si usted tiene un ser querido que se pueda beneficiar de estos servicios, por favor, pregúntenos hoy por el Departamento de Psiquiatría Geriátrica. Thank you for calling LA Metropolitan Medical Center. We are located at 2231 Southwestern Avenue in Los Angeles, California, 90018. From the north, take the 405 south and take the 10 for the Do we know who's calling in from the LA office? I have no idea. Exit at Western Avenue, then turn left. Please continue to hold. We will be with you shortly. Jamie, I'll just, maybe you can get this. What we're doing, we're still walking through the state doing our risk assessments for our school districts, and we've expanded that to counties and cities. And so we probably are using, you know, the the, uh, the earthquake and the uh, flood tool probably in the last six months on uh, at least a dozen uh, risk assessments, and we have more than that scheduled for the next six months. So this is the tool just so beneficial to us in our risk assessments that we're doing here. Because these are tied into the continuity of operations planning mandates that the state has for all government entities. Great. Thank you. All right. Um, Ed, do you want to add anything to that? or? No, I mean, basically we're, we're using the tool is, is what it boils down to. Uh, fairly heavily. You're, you're using it for continuity of operations? Well, we're, no, continuity of operations is driven by your risk assessment, so we're using it for risk assessment. In other words, uh, the legislative auditors will not uh, uh, accredit your continuity of operations plan unless you've previously done a risk assessment to know what you're planning for. And so we look at uh, Primarily for floods and uh, and earthquake loss estimates. We, do you we have, have a, a lot of, uh, Do you currently have a uh, continuity of operations plan? Oh, we have plan. We, we've done at least forty in the last two years. Uh -huh. is there is there one uh, is there one that you could send me to to take a look at? Because we're sort of working on stuff uh, relative yeah. to that here in in, uh, in uh, the headquarters, FEMA headquarters. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, the, the, we, we have a tool that we developed specifically for government in Arkansas, uh-huh. uh, a, a planning tool, and it follows the FEMA guidelines, you uh-huh. know, the, big, the ten big things, and then and then we we have a center here that that's basically what they do for state agencies. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be interesting to take a look at. So, um, yeah. Can, can I give you my email? You give it to me. Uh, I'll do it's, that. It's uh, Vincent, V-I-N-C-E-N-T, dot brown, like the color. Okay. At dhs.gov. dhs.gov. Okay. I appreciate that. that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Great, Ed, thank you. Anybody else with questions for Ed and the work that he's doing? Um, Kimberly, do you want to give us a bit of an update? Do you have anything to add? Sure, I can give you a little bit of an update. Ryan might be a better person to uh, give you uh, an update, but uh, I'll, I'll give my best crack at it. So the things we're working on right now, of course, we're uh, doing risk maps, and so we're processing LIDAR um, in preparation to do um, uh, flood plane delineation for the Teton and the lower Henry's. We are waiting for deliveries of a LIDAR data set for the lower Boise. Um, so that's why we're doing those other things right now. Um, and then we'll be working on the report for the lower Boise. So we discovered that some of the LIDAR that was supposed to be bare earth was not, and so we're working on trying to process that. So those are the things we're doing right now. But this is all of my, I don't know, fourth week on the job, so. Well, well, well. It's like the learning curve. <laughs> how's, the, how's, the, how's the job going so far? Oh, it's wonderful. I love it. I've um, I've learned so much already, and I'm just I'm enjoying it so much. So. Um, oh, great, great. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah, coming from a natural resources background, this is just a dream job. <laughs> oh, cool. Good. Well, welcome, Kimberly, and I do tend to call on people. I hope you don't mind. And if you don't have something to say, you can just say that. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but you did great, and we're glad to have you. Thanks. Ryan, do you want to add anything? Um, no, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> All right. Good job, Kimberly. Um, Mark Stevenson, do you want to add anything? Are you still with us, Mark? All right. Well, we'll keep going. Um, Jeff, any updates about the Rocky Mountain hug? Um, Just a couple. We had a, a Region 8 sponsored uh, <coughs> has its earthquake training um, this month, which was uh, in, in the Denver area. So that was nice to have <coughs> that training. Uh, locally, so people were able to take advantage of that. Um, our we're, Shelby and I are are planning another uh, Rocky Mountain Hug conference call, and we're um, trying to pin down a, a, a time and a topic. But it might be in the next couple weeks, if at the earliest. So we'll let you know um, when we when we pin that down. Um, as far as topics, we were thinking about. 
maybe having uh, a discussion on on hazards and its and its uses for risk maps. Um, and that was one of the topics of presentation at the hazards conference last year. We we're thinking of maybe um, contacting one of the speakers that gave that and seeing if they'd be willing to talk on that topic. But I'm open to other other ideas or suggestions. But that's kind of where things are with the Rocky Mountain Hazards Users Group. I like that idea. Yeah, sounds like a good topic. I think so, too. So could you let Jamie know when that's going to be? And Jamie, could you let us let us know? Absolutely. Thank you. Will do. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Eric Coughlin, do you want to give us an update? What's anything going on with you guys? Not a whole heck of a lot in North Carolina. Um, scheduling a call for sometime later this month, probably in about uh, three weeks or so. Uh, had some interest from some folks who just sent me an email. They found the website and wanted to join the hug, so uh, added that to the list. So we got some new blood here, at least in 2012, so that's good. And um looking for a guest speaker for the call. So if anybody on this call wants to talk about anything, it doesn't necessarily need to be related to uh, to North Carolina, but uh, just anything to, to draw interest um, and have more people call in, that'd be great. Uh, other than that, looking forward to 2.1 coming out. All right, you're in good company. <laughs> We're all waiting. Um, Shanna, you want to give us an update about the Heartland Hub? Shanna, are you still here? Are you calling me and Jamie? I was asking for Shanna Michael, but maybe she's not here. So go ahead, Sylvana. I know you've got some things to mention. Um... I'm organizing finally the first official uh, meeting for the Delaware HUD. Um, I did ask Jamie to help a little bit as we start the work over here. But um, the other exciting news was um, just last week I was in TRB, and um, I'm the chair for the subcommittee on critical transportation infrastructure protection. And it looks like next year, TRB, that is usually in January around the 20th, the, the theme is implementation of research and software and all that stuff. And through 2011, we actually had the chance to have some work a meeting over here, and we counted with... Jamie's participation and Eric Berman, Berman's participation. And um, during this CRB, I suggested that we actually hold a workshop to have um, case studies and, and like, a really hands-on and best, best uh, cases on hazardous for transportation. So for now, this is um, an idea. And of course, if this really happens, I want all, I want everybody that would have some work using hazards for transportation to really consider the, 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 the opportunity for going in and participating in TRB because this also uh, gets um, national 
visualization, and we actually have some of the very big stakeholders uh, participating in PRB and in specific of the work we do with the AB40 committee, that is with um, policy and the security side. Terrific. So then I thank you and um, good luck with fighting the Delaware hug. I'm sure that you will do great and I'm happy to support your efforts any way that I can. So uh, it's a good time to be doing it. We certainly have a lot of outreach materials available that I think will be useful to you. Thank you. Um, sorry, did somebody have a comment? No, I was just going to say, hey, Sylvana, this is Vince. How are you? Hi, Vincent. I heard your voice. <laughs> yes. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. All right. Um, Kevin, are you still on the phone? Do you want to give an update? Yeah, Jamie, I'm here. I can I can give a short little update. Um, we actually had our user group meeting just yesterday, so this information is very fresh. Um, the state of Minnesota, I'm happy to report, completed their state flood study at the end of 2011. Uh, the point of contact in Klosky up there is in the process of validating whether state facilities are in their floodplains, and they'll be sharing their hazard runs with the county so that they can use this in their mitigation plan development. Uh, Indiana has a lot of activity going on. Among other things, we're going to be scheduling some hazardous courses, EMI-authorized courses, here over the next few months. Uh, generally, those are free and available to anyone that wants to attend. Obviously, the uh, target audience is Indiana users, but others have uh, been known to come even from across the country. So I'll, I'll make everyone aware of when those dates are in case anyone's available and interested. Um, we have several counties that are finishing up on um, what we term level two risk assessments. And in our uh, jargon, that means a very thorough update of the inventory, uh, pretty much anything you can update. So those are happening as part of the um, mitigation plan. We've done almost every Indiana county now as part of a mitigation plan update. And then we have a number of watersheds that we're doing discovery, risk map discovery projects on that also are incorporating uh, level two analysis here in the state. Uh, and that's using updates with CNMS, uh, central facilities, and other risk indicators to identify various risk map study areas. And we've got a number of counties now in their five-year update um, on their multi-hazard mitigation plans, also using HAPIS MH. Um, I'm happy to report, too, that we've got a, a number of universities in the region who are active HAPIS participants. Some of those, including, for example, Southern Illinois University, have faculty that are publishing some of their research studies, uh, which include some validation studies on, on loss estimation. Uh, John Remo's uh, PhD over at uh, Southern Illinois University, for example, is uh, just publishing an earthquake study that um, has gone to a journal, and he's done a lot of work in the area of both his uh, flood and earthquake analysis. Um, and then I've recently learned, too, that uh, Region 5 has, has been very actively um, expanding their use of hazards, and uh, they're working with states in the region to uh, share um, HSIP critical facility data and various other things. So uh, a lot going on here in the region. It's just an exciting place to be. Perfect. Thanks, Kevin. One thing I want to mention is um, I was on Kevin's uh, chug call the other day, and we talked before the call, and we thought, well, we only have a few things to mention. We weren't too sure how it would go, and 
and uh, the call turned out to have a lot of conversation and take most of the hour, and um, we were both pleasantly surprised and, and agreed that um, that's kind of what keeps us going, working with Hazus, is you never quite know, and people are using this, they are involved in it, and so I know as leaders, sometimes you may think you don't have that much to present, but it's worth getting your group together because you'd be surprised what other people will mention and then some conversation can start and um, that's part of your job as being a leader. You don't always have to have something to give to them, but give them the opportunity to talk to each other and to you, and I think that you'll find that beneficial. So, uh, totally agree, Jamie. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. We surprise. Hey, Kevin. Yes, sir. Uh, this is Vince. Um, when, and when when level two um, analyses are done for um, counties or communities or whatever, um, is that synced up some kind of way with risk map projects so that the people that are out there doing the flood studies and the risk map, you know, as risk map projects, they know that there's a level two that has been done? Yeah, Ben, actually, I, I, we make, at least in this state, that I'm in, in Indiana, we make a really concerted effort to do just that. Um, you know, as a case in point, a colleague and I are going to be going to a, an earthquake workshop in southern Indiana on Tuesday, and part of what we're doing is, is not only talking about the new hazard data that's recently come out for um, earthquake hazard risk in this, in this region, but also we're going to be sharing with them the uh, data collection efforts that have under, been underway in the state and how those can feed into their work. On the discovery projects that I mentioned as well, that's another perfect example of, of taking the efforts that have been undertaken to collect and improve on the local data and then making people that are now working on those uh, risk map activities aware of those things so that we're trying to avoid duplication of effort, quite honestly, and, and uh, as much consolidation as we can achieve, you know, we, we should pursue that in every way possible. Well, that's, that's good. But, and, and yeah, that's that, that's very good. But also, um, if there's a level two that's been done, like, wouldn't the the products, the, pro, the potential products off of the studies that you can do with hazards because it's GIS, wouldn't they be more uh, spiffy or I don't know, uh, uh, more high level? Am I am I assuming incorrectly there? I mean, are, are you um, with, the, with the products that we do, like the, the um, yeah, yeah, very much so, Vince. I, I am. I suspect most people on the call are the risk okay. map, risk map product line. So, hey, Vince, uh, this is oh. Ryan. I'm the CPP in Idaho, and I have a um, an idea that I've been working with my partners at Region 10 on and sequencing the all hazard mitigation plan updates with uh -huh. risk map projects uh -huh. and um, performing that level two work. So um, if you'd like to talk offline about that, I'd like to follow up with you on your thoughts. Sure. Um, give me your number. 208 uh, uh -huh. It's 208-287-4926. Thanks. Okay. I'll give you a call. 208-287-4926. Okay. I got it. Thank you very much. I'll give you a call. All right, we're pretty short on time, and I haven't given um, Chris or Bert a chance to speak up. Chris, do you have anything for Florida? Probably not as cool as whatever Bert would give, but... Um, I know, Bert is so cool. He's I our know. cool 
Yeah. <laughs> Our cool northerly brother. That's right. Um, so, that's where we had, like you mentioned, the Florida floodplain conference is at the end of March, and we are having a GIS, and there will be a hazard, uh, a hazard course provided in there. Whether it's Eric Berman, I mean, not Eric Berman, <laughs> Eric Coughlin or not, we don't know. There's a GEMA, the Georgia floodplain conference is the same week yeah. to work out what we can do there. Um, also pretty interesting, if you're not aware, Florida, the state of Florida just put out an RFP in December to update their hazard mitigation plan and um, just a HIRA chapter. And as part of that RFP, they put language in there to have whoever won that proposal update hazards and update their um, the geography and the demographics for the hazards tracks. So that was kind of interesting that the state wanted that initiative so that they could work with hazards a little better. That's interesting. That'll come out. Uh, that proposal is awarded, and the results should be by fall of this year. Great, thank you, um, Bert. I'm going to give you a chance just a second. I wanted um, to mention I am recording this call, and I was thinking that I would um, turn it into a podcast. So get, I didn't get to ask any of you ahead of time, and I'm just. You know, I don't do a fantastic job of taking notes, um, and I think that that might be useful. So shoot me some feedback by email if that's okay with you if I turn it into a podcast and if you think it's a good idea or not. Um, and I'll just hold on to the recording until I've got some consensus there. Uh, all right, Bert, go ahead and give us a Canada update. All right, thanks, Jamie. And uh, thanks again for your uh, your kind words earlier. Uh, for, uh, tomorrow, the, Kevin is uh, starting, a, uh, not tomorrow, sorry, uh, on the 8th and the 9th, he's uh, giving introductions uh, at two one-hour webinars for uh, budding hazard users here in Canada, and that's supported by NRCAN. And uh, tomorrow, the risk assessment users group is looking at a new NRCAN and uh, partnered uh, website, and those partners are the Justice Institute of British Columbia here and uh, the uh, Center for Security Science, and uh, putting together a website which is support for people working in risk assessment, um, and it's meant to be not only a, a forum for people to uh, share what they're doing, but it's also a place where they can actually walk through um, processes for building resilience in uh, large urban centers and rural communities. And it uses uh, a basis of both the quantitative risk assessment that, that uh, HAZIS provides and uh, more qualitative and uh, semi-quantitative ones that are available out there. And so we're going to review that tomorrow in our risk assessment users group, uh, the sort of draft stages of this new website, uh, and people can comment on how it works or doesn't work. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely designed for anybody to use, not just Canadians. Uh, it has Web 2.0 functionality, so places for people to contribute as elements of what Jamie has on use hazards. Um, and so, so that's happening. Jamie mentioned the upcoming hazards. A mini forum that we're holding at in October at CRHNet 2012. 
Uh, Miro Nastev, who you heard join the line, is also coordinating a hazardous um, mini forum at uh, a Canadian Water, uh, sorry, Canadian Research Water Association and uh, Canadian Geophysical Union. They're holding a meeting in Banff in June, and uh, so there'll also be a forum available there for sharing work on hazards. So those are some of the things that are going on here. Terrific. All right, Bert, thank you very much. Uh, there's always a lot going on in Canada, that's for sure. Oh, one, one of the other things I can add is a little joke about being cool up here. We're, we're starting to work on the damage functions of igloos. <laughs> that's, that's great, Bert. <laughs> All right, so we've hit our hour. Um, there are we've had uh, well over twenty people on the call. Is there anybody who called in where I didn't get your name? All right, we always have a couple of workers, but that we'll live with that. Um, I think it was a great call. I'm happy that we did it. I, it's a good kickoff to 2012, and I look forward to on. All right, take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.